people when they see something similar to 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 the Semana Santa, they think of the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which so is to, Yeah. If they, these people from outside, if they walk outside the department and see this, they must think like what are we doing? Okay, so we have today with us Alvaro Mancilla. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. It's an absolute honor to be here and a pleasure to be here for Sensational Spain and to talk about this topic, which I think is interesting for me and also I hope interesting for the people that are behind the mics. It's absolutely going to be interesting for everyone. I think Holy Week and Easter in Spain in general is one of the things that people love the most about Sensational Spain. Mm-hmm. And I think that having an expert here is going to be extremely interesting for them. Well, I hope to to clarify all the questions that might arise and also to talk a little bit more on what the Holy Week is and especially in Seville, which yeah, is the country where I where I not lived, but I have lived. I think one of the most interesting things about, about having you here is that you're not just an expert, but you're you're also someone who's lived that since a very young age. So yeah. so you can actually tell us about your experience, yeah. which is one of the most interesting parts. Yeah. Well, this all comes from from like family tradition. Uh, my dad um, in the 90s moved to Seville to work. He had the opportunity to uh, start an, an startup there. And from uh, as the time moved on, uh, he, he made friends and also as my family and I are religious, uh, going to charges in Seville is something special. And from there on, uh, we we got into this holy awake and also religious brotherhoods. So so it's such a strong family tradition that you're from Madrid, hmm. but you still go every single year back to Seville, Sevilla mm-hmm. for the Holy Week. Yeah, I, I not only go to Sevilla for the Holy Week, like um, I also have many friends there because of course having my father living there and also um, having to go there for training because we train like three or four times before the Holy Week. Mm. So that I have, I can say that I have friends there and also I enjoy a lot and I love the country, the, the city, I'm sorry, the city of, of Sevilla and, and it's, it's just lovely. Okay, could you, could you tell to someone who doesn't know what the Holy Week is, could you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, sure. So the Holy Week is basically a commemoration of the Passion of Jesus Christ. And it moved from Palm Sunday to um, Easter Sunday. So it's eight days in which, as mentioned, the commemoration of the what happened with, with Jesus Christ. So um, from the point it enters into Jerusalem, the crucifixion, the resurrection, and also, like it's a representation of these historical events that moves on from Palm Sunday, as said, to Easter Sunday. So it's a religious event, but it's also cultural. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah it's a lot of culture because within the Holy Week there are different cultures, like different experiences of living this culture. So of course, as this commemorates the what happened. In history with Jesus Christ, there are some days which are sad days, when, when the, for example, the crucifixion, and also there are happy days where the re- resurrection of God. So there are some days where these brotherhoods, religious brotherhoods, um, are more like pretend to be no, not pretend to be more happier, but act as a um, moved in a different way as the days are more happy or sadder. Yeah, that's that's extremely interesting what you're saying because uh, last time I went to 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 the south, I went to Malaga last time to, for the for the Holy Week. Mm. I I really understood something that a lot of people had told me and I didn't know how to express. And it's what you're just saying that it's not just that the Holy Week is it's a cultural event, but what's happening within the Holy Week it actually, it actually touches people's hearts. Like, mm. like on on Friday, like people are actually sad, yeah. and on 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 Sunday, they're they're extremely happy. Mm. 
which is something that I think is very weird to understand. Is because look, that's something you cannot see on YouTube. Like if you're watching mm-hmm. YouTube on on the Holy Week, there's something you cannot understand unless you're there, mm-hmm. right? Um, the music takes a, like a very important part in this. Like um, depends on the tone of the music, or depends on the um, yes, let's say like the tone of the music, how it plays or how it sounds. You could see if the images or the float is uh, representing a happier moment or if it's representing a sad moment. So that's also something to do and something very, very interesting to to look at. As you said, you cannot watch it on YouTube because the emotions that you feel when you have, um, I don't know, 50 to 60 people playing as a band behind these floats, it's incredible. And also the floats uh, move with uh, at the same time that the, the like the music is playing so it's like they are they play like a role together um there are some floats that um move expressly and only at the tone of the music and at others that don't have music and then others that move straight without stopping or without changing the rhythm and without paying attention of, to the music. Right, I'm, I'm curious about that. When there's no music, like everybody's silent? Yeah, so um, as, said, as mentioned before, there are some floats that uh, represent a um, sad moment. Right. And there are other moments that represent a more happier moment. Um, with this, there are some floats that have no music and absolute silence in the street. Like no one, no one talks because it's a sign of respect. And with that, um, it's linked to the emotions of living this because when you're in a street at night, this float moving very slowly forward. And right. you can just hear the people moving the float, the float beer, also known as Casalero. Um, you, can, you can hear their feet moving and nothing else. And that's You keep using this word float. Like I, I, I understand the word, but I guess a lot of people don't. What is a float? So a float is basically where just in in, in religious um, brotherhoods, normally there are two floats. So the first one normally is uh, Jesus represents the representation of Jesus Christ. And the second one always is the Virgin Mary. And on the first float is normally a bigger float with more people under and also more more scenes of, of depending of the day of the week and as, as I played before some express sadness just like a crucifixion others represent um, resurrection and others express different times of the, of the story so the um, floats that have a Christ are normally longer also wider so therefore, the people that go underneath um, are also taller, and of course, fits more people. Which is, therefore, there are more people under. And with the uh, floats that carry Virgin Mary, normally the people are shorter, and also there are fewer people under the, the float. When when you say there are fewer people, how many people? So we are talking that possibly in a, it depends, of course, because it depends of the, of the float, but. Um, it could go from thirty-five people uh, in a in a flood with uh, Jesus Christ up to fifty-five people. And and how much weight does it, does each person hold? Because from what I understand, that is extremely heavy. Yeah, it, it depends a lot because the streets in Seville are not flat. So because of the water and the history that Seville has historically and geographically. The streets are not flat, so there are moments where the weight goes to the left, moments where the weight goes to the right, and moments where the street is like a pyramid in order to make the water move to the sides. So depends on the position you are and also the streets. There are sometimes the weight is incredibly high, and sometimes you just have no, no weight at all. And, and but from, from zero to ten, how difficult is being a flow bearer, a costalero, how difficult would you say it is? Well, it's something that is very emotional. So there's no pain there. 
Yes. <laughs> but like, like, at what age did you become a float bearer? I started, you have to be 18 okay. in order to be a float bearer. Also, as you know, a costalero. Um, I started when I was 18. And as I say, there are moments depending on the, on the on the time of the day. Sometimes at night when you are coming back to the church after passing through the cathedral. These moments are tough because it's just... Well, it's just for you and for no one else and they're for your faith and you have time to pray also you have times where the weight is very high it's very heavy and and you have to man up and help the person that is to your side and there are moments where you could feel that the people is, are very tired right. and at that point you have to come on guys let's push up we have to return this to our church and also we have to um, show our Jesus Christ or our, our Virgin Mary to the people, which is the, the main reason why why we do this. Right, because it's, it's for, for what percentage of people actually doing this would you say it's an actual religious phenomenon? Like, do they do it for Christ? And how many just do it because of the tradition? You say like Costalero? Yeah. Costaleros? Yeah, well, most, I guess you have a lot of friends who are also costaleros, the people you train yes. with, because you have to train for this. Like that's not something you can't just wake up, wake up one morning and yes. and become a float bearer, right? Well, basically, most of the people that are float bearers, also known as costaleros, as we mentioned, are people from Seville, which is something that helps a lot with the tradition. Because if you are from Seville, you have seen these things since you were very very young. For me, it's different because I'm from Madrid. But I also have the opportunity to have my father in Seville and visit Seville a lot. So I have also experienced this when I was very young. So it is very important to have, obviously, the faith. You do this because of faith. You do this because you are the feet of God in, 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 the, in the planet. No? You do this in order for the people that are not able to, to go to the church to pray, to pray in the streets while you are passing. Do you, do you go barefoot? Or like no. your brotherhood doesn't go barefoot because I guess some people do, some people don't. Is that a personal choice, or is that the brotherhood decides? Um, as mentioned before, depends. There are some brother religious brotherhoods that are very strict, mainly the ones that represent a sad moment. Right. They are very strict, and the way you dress, the way you have to be, the way you move is totally different to the ones that are, are not as serious. So I have never uh, done this barefoot. I think um, there are people that are for different reasons, uh, for the faith or for promise they have done for previous years or whatever, they feel, they feel that doing barefoot is, is what they have to do. But for the people that float birds, um, for like for me, the costaleros, um, it's, it's impossible to to do barefoot because you you have a lot of weight on top of you. You have to the streets, as mentioned before, are not flat, and also the streets in Seville are not completely flat. No, in terms of uh, if it goes uh, to one side or to another, but also. There are some parts where there are stones. Um, there are parts where it's like um, flat, like cement. So it is. It's not like I've never seen it. I've I've always wondered, like when you see one of these pasos or or tronos, depending on the city, mm -hmm. right? They're, they're called different depending yes. on the city. Which one is harder, being in the middle or being on the edges? Well, um, pasos is cool in Seville. Sevilla, we say pasos mm -hmm. because it's the people that go underneath the paso, like the people that go, the costaleros that go underneath um, these floats, these pasos, um, weight like take the weight, the weight on their backs, right? And the people that um, take this as tronos, um, this they take the weight on their shoulders, and they are not underneath the float or the paso. In the in the trono, um, the people carry this from the front and from the back, and they put the pillars or the things on their shoulder. And in Seville, um, every single paso 
um, is from is from under. So if one goes under there, and they move from like from the people being actually under the and there's there's not a single there's not a single paso in Malaga and Toronto in Sevilla, right? Like in Malaga, I'm not sure if there are any pasos, but I'm hundred percent sure that in Seville there are not Toronto's. Because there's there's a little rivalry between the two cities when it comes to Holy Week, right? Well, it's not a rivalry. I think that there are different cities and different ways of of looking at this Holy Week and in Seville, like the history of Seville, um, the history of the Holy Week in Seville is probably the strongest uh, that I know, probably maybe because it's the one that I have experienced. But I also know that in Malaga, um, there's a really high uh, expectation also and the faith of people there is also very strong, which I absolutely respect. And I th also think that is also beautiful. Yeah, that's 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 incredible. Every time you meet someone from from Sevilla or someone from Malaga, they're so passionate about Holy Week that it's it's really inspiring to to those of us who have mm. been to the to to the Holy Week yeah. in 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 both of the of the cities. But we we haven't experienced it. Like I have, I've never felt so much weight on my back, shoulders, wherever the weight mm. lands on, as you guys have. And mm. I I just I just see that so so incredibly hard because like i from from outside uh i'm spanish like like yourself but from from outside of spain a lot of people when they see something similar to 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 the semana santa they think of the ku klux klan yeah right yeah. <laughs> so, yeah let me tell you like a little story as i said before we have to go training like three or four times before the holy week in order to prepare at the, at the end of the day, um, we are like 35 people or maybe 45 people, depends on the on the on how big this this float is. So, and we have to walk at the same time, at the same rhythm, and start with the same leg and move at the same time. So this requires a little bit of experience and also a little bit of training. So when we train, we don't train with the same float that we use for the actual day that we are going for procession. We've, we train with a float that is designed to put weight, similar weight to the day, uh, the actual day that we are going for for procession. So, as you may know, Seville is a is a city with a lot of tourism, and every time um, we we train, there is a lot of uh, people from out, outside of Spain that are like thinking. They must be thinking like, what are they doing? Like, why are people? like 35, 45, 50 people under a float with a lot of weight on top of it. and, and Because there's there's no sculpture, no figure on nothing. top. It's just, it's just weight, nothing. like, just like weight. dead weight. Yes. That's interesting. Yes, and 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 every time we come in between, between the people that are to go under, we say, like, these people must think that we are crazy. Like, what are we doing? And especially on the Holy Week, in the actual Holy Week, Imagine coming from the airport into your Airbnb or into your uh, department and then going out at night and seeing 2,000, 5,000 people in the streets with this um, like vest or these um, clothes on. Because, they, as you say, they might think it's related to Cuckoo's Clan, but something that we have not mentioned is that in front of the float and uh, behind the float, there are people that carry their their candles and they're mm -hmm. also doing the procession, but they go with their face covered and um, in order to have their own time and faith and pray. So it's like a moment for them to yeah, basically to pray. So these people go in lines, um, two, two lines, horizontal lines um, and like if they, these people from outside if they walk outside the department and see this they must think like what are we doing yeah well I'm, I'm sure they think it's super exciting like if, if, you, if you get out of the airport and you see that without you, no one telling you that this is going to happen or well imagine. I guess if you're going to say yeah then you probably you know, know a little bit about the Holy yeah. Week it's got to be amazing yeah. it's got to be really interesting for them like could you describe us what your day today like like what a regular day is on on Holy Week if there is such thing as a regular day? Because yes, 
So as you may know, the different days of the week, starting from Palm Sunday until Easter Sunday, each day represents like different time lapse of what happened with Jesus Christ. So in my case, my uh, religious brotherhoods goes out on um, Good Thursday, but also um, because I'm I'm religious and I love this and it's, I think this is incredible. Only the look of, of every float and the way each Jesus Christ is dressed and the expression that it Jesus Christ has. Also the Virgin Mary, the different expressions, because obviously there are sometimes expression of 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 pain or expression of not happiness because it was not a happy moment. But different different brotherhoods um have different expressions and represent a different time lapse. So what I enjoy the most is from Sunday to Sunday going out and I have different favorites, uh, religious brotherhoods that I love to watch. And also with my friends that live there, we, we get together and first we go Sunday to watch La Borriquita, which is the first one that comes out. And then we move on maybe La Margura at night. And from that on, day by day, and that's what basically what we do. Yeah, I, I, I've never seen this myself, but that people are very, very sad when it rains. Yeah. Like if it rains only one day, like just just the processions that days are canceled, not not yes. the other days of the week, no, right? Just that day. So um before these brotherhoods go out to the street, they like they watch what the prediction of the rain is going to be, just in case that my some rain might might arise. So when there is rain or when they know that rain is going to come up, they are not, they are not allowed to go out, basically because these historical um, monuments of Jesus Christ or Virgin Mary or the things that surround this float are things that come from decades and decades ago. So they have been created and a sculpture really long time ago. So the rain will make is Jesus Christ's culture uh, be damaged. So it's something that in order to last for a very long time, we take the precaution of not going out. And it's something extremely sad, extremely sad. Because you train for the whole year for that day. Because of rain, you are not able to go out. It must feel terrible. It's something I've, I've experienced it once. On my second year, no, actually on my first year, um, I'm going to tell a story as well now. On my first year, it was the first time as a costalero. And on that morning, uh, we were watching the the weather, what, it's, what it was going to be. We saw that it was going to rain just a little bit, but maybe just some time before we went out, it will stop. And we were starting to get a bit sad because we thought that if the rain delays a little bit then this is over so approximately like one hour one hour and a half before we went out it it, it drained like it rained so so heavy so heavy and after 15 minutes of that the sun came out everything was fine and was, as nothing happened and we were able to go out and Processing and the procession with with normality. Because wow. can you just delay the procession for a couple hours? You have you have a time range where you can delay a little bit, but also you have to to bear in mind that there are many uh, religious brotherhoods brotherhoods that go out that goes out the same day. Mm. So there are approximately, I will say, some days maybe five to six, maybe some days there might be ten that go out wow. the same day. And they they all have to go to the cathedral, and they go in a in an order. So the, there are some that goes first, and then the ones that are last. Obviously, they leave their church way after that. So if you are the first um, brotherhood to go out, and the weather is just like uh, pending, you're not sure it's going to rain, maybe not. Then you may be able to delay a little bit, but if you delay a lot, then the last procession is not able to go out, which is something that 
they have to like move on. Yeah, I guess it's diff- it's difficult decision to make, right? A lot. I don't know who has to make that decision, but whoever it is, it's it's gotta be tough, mm. very tough. Inside like, inside um, every uh, religious brotherhood, there's a like a deputy of like people that take the make the decisions for the um, religious brotherhoods, and other ones that are charge of of these brotherhoods, and the other ones that take the decision whether to to go out or or to have to stay in the church. Yeah, I was I was amazed at the amount of processions processions that happen every single day. Because, like, say someone from abroad, someone from Norway, hmm. wants to come to the Holy Week in Sevilla, how can they choose the best one or what to see or what to do? Well, it is it's something that is it's not easy because, um, as as you may know, the Holy Week in Seville, Sevilla. Is very very famous, and therefore a lot of people, not just from outside of Spain, but also from Spain, just like me or other people, move to Seville to watch these these processions. And it is difficult to watch all of them and to say, okay, I just want to watch this there and that one in the street, and then that one coming back home. So it's difficult, and especially because, as mentioned before, there are people that um, that go. Um, candle in front of every in front and behind every every paso so this makes a street like they have to cut streets for this to pass so when they come from because they have to every every brotherhood has to go through the cathedral and therefore when they start all coming to the center of Seville to go into the cathedral in an order as I said before The, the center is like it's barely impossible to move around because if you want to go to somewhere then you're going to collapse with one position that is coming from one side and if you want to move to another then you might get the one that is already going home so it's not difficult it's something that you have to know Seville very well in order to um, to have like to be able to move around and to watch different so different. it's probably best just to to choose one that you've read that is wonderful and and stay put and, and mm. see that one yes or just go to the street and and lose yourself uh, through the streets and whenever you end up you end up and whatever you watch you watch right that, that's got to be exciting like <laughs> yeah it's a lot because sometimes you're from when i was with my friends we obviously know Seville a lot and we know where to move and also Um, where to go to watch every brotherhood depends on, for example, a corner that the light is lower and we know that they play this song there and we love that moment and we think it's beautiful so every year we go there. But for the people that don't know this, they just go out and see, uh, let's see what we see tonight, today or let's see if, if we like it or if not, we move around. And sometimes when we are moving from one side to another to watch something that we're interested We we co- we we collapse with another procession, and then we end up also watching that procession in that point, and then we move on. Also, also as I explained before, the, um, there are a lot of people. So, not everyone, but I will say 80% of the people move at the same time, at the same like location, at the same hour. So, if you don't know Seville, you just have to follow the people a little bit, and and you will you will see everything. Yeah, because I've been I've been multiple times to to Seville, uh, Holy Week among among other occasions, and, and one of the things that I've that I've learned being in Seville is that you cannot trust the GPS to take you to the to the to a place the fastest way possible. Like you really need to know the city. The, the streets are very narrow, yeah, and maybe not as narrow as, as some medieval towns like Toledo or something mm. like that. But they're they're very narrow, and yeah. there's so many people. It's it's sometimes even hard to hard to. Yeah. to walk there. Yeah, yeah, as explained, it's, it's very difficult because there are a lot of people and also there are a lot of um, collapses of this procession going through one street or or coming back home or going to the... Back, going back home, I mean, going back to their church or going to the cathedral. So sometimes you put the GPS on your phone and then you say, oh, perfect, it's two minutes to the place where I want to go. And then... 30 seconds after, you see that there is a procession going through and you cannot cross the street because it's for respect. You cannot cross in front of the people that are doing 
these these processions. So then you end up having to go back. It, it ends up being more than five minutes because you have yeah, to, yeah. Or, or ten or fifteen. From what I've experienced, it can yes. be extremely long. Because in, in in Sevilla, what would the average length of a procession be, both physically, like I said, like like you said that there's a lot of people walking in front of the paso and mm -hmm. behind the paso. Like how long is it, and how long does it take from like the beginning, from like the first people walking, to like the end of the procession? So every every procession has, has a, a guiding cross at the, at the at the front, and then you have two lines of people that with their face covered uh, and a candle that are praying, and that moves on into the first paso, and then after that you have another line of people with candles as well and covered face and also praying for the things. And then at the end, you have another paso, but uh, this is known as palio, which is um, where the uh, Virgin Mary uh, goes. And this is the order that most of these um, brother, religious brotherhoods follows. In my case, and in some other cases, there are up to three different pasos. Okay. That represent. Which, which one is the third one? Because like you said that Jesus is always the first one, naturally, right? Yeah. Uh, and then and then Virgin Mary. In always the last. Oh, Virgin Mary is always the last one. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense from a biblical standpoint. Like yeah. that's what happened. So there are not many, but there are some like mine that have three. And what's um, what's the third one? So, for example, mine is the first one. It represents the point where um, the crown uh, they place the crown on, on on Jesus, and then the second one is the representation of of God uh, carrying Jesus carrying the cross, and then the third one is. Virgin Mary crying. Okay, so it's both it's both Jesus just in different yes. moments of of the of that particular day, right? Yeah. Yours was on Thursday. Thursday, which yes. makes sense. Okay, so this is known as El Valle. Mine is school El Valle, my brotherhood. Um, and coming back to the question I asked before, there are some uh, religious brotherhoods that are more um, common or well known other than others, and in Good Friday. From Good Thursday to Good Friday, uh, that night, there are something called La Madrugada, which um, different brotherhoods, um, I cannot remember the number, but not many, I think it will be like around six, um, come out like at two, between 12 and 2 at night, and stay out until 12 of midday next day, just doing the procession. Wow, wow, can you say that again? That's Yeah, that's something incredible. A uh, long time, very, very long time. Very okay, long time. I, 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 I just thought I, I heard it wrong. It's this very long time. When I went with with my wife, we had a baby and we couldn't go to to the madrugada, so I, I didn't get to experience this. And I'm I'm just finding out, which is I will wow. explain. I will explain a little bit more what this is. So basically, every day of the week, from uh, Palm Sunday uh, to Easter Sunday, um, the processions are normal. They go out in the afternoon and around. Uh, midnight, one in the night, they go in. But from um, Good uh, Thursday to Good uh, Friday, um, there, there is La Madrugada, which is a memorial or historical event, which is like the more dramatic one where, where Jesus died. And at that point, most of the of these religion brotherhoods goes out when the religious hoods, um, the religious brotherhoods that went out on Thursday are in, and once they're in, they go out. So this ends up in the, it ends up being sometimes at midnight, sometimes at two at night. At that point, they go out, and then they stay out. They go to the cathedral and come back, and their way or the the time that they spend. Sometimes it's up to the uh, day of the of the day after. Wow, that's twelve hours out. Yeah, that's a very long time. So, for example, um, Esperanza de Triana, which is in Triana, which is to the other side of the river, you have to cross to come to Seville, like the center of Seville, to visit the cathedral and then come back. And they, the Esperanza de Triana, is a, a religious brotherhood that has many, many, many. Um, 
people like taking part of that brotherhood. So therefore, the people that um, take part of this um, on on this um, is higher. So therefore, the line that goes in front of the paso and behind the paso also is a lot longer. So therefore, it takes a lot longer uh, from the uh, from, from the cross to, yeah, the, from the, to cross the, the Virgin Mary. Exactly. But like, how how long? What would the bracket be? Like in the in the madrugada, watching La Esperanza Triana, you could be waiting from the uh, guiding cross to the first paso. Maybe you maybe you wait an hour. Wow, hour that's and a half. long time. And then wait another hour or hour and a half to watch the, the Virgin Mary. Wow, that's that's. But there are some others that they don't have as many uh, people uh, taking part of these brotherhoods, and then in I don't know twenty minutes, thirty minutes, you are able to watch from the cross to the Virgin Mary. That's that's what I've experienced. Yeah. I guess most are, most, most are like them, this, right? Most of them are like that. Because which ones are the most? Important. I don't want to use the word important here. I would say the the the, the ones that are, that are the most well known. Well, the ones that take part in La Madrugada, all of them are very well known because they are very important. They are they have a lot of um, integration. Like uh, I don't know how to say it, like um, you say in Spanish. If you, uh, if you want, we can translate hermanos, like brothers, brothers. Yeah, I would yeah, say yeah, brothers. brothers. Yeah. Uh, um, and the ones that have a lot of brothers uh, inside. Uh, brotherhoods, as mentioned before, they take a lot longer to to like to move from one point to another. So these are very famous ones, the ones on La Madrugada. But also depends on the day. On on Sunday, there are some that are also very important. Uh, I would say La Margura. Mm. I don't want to go one by one because I love absolutely all of them. And there are some that commemorate or um, expressed a historical moment that of Jesus like in different time of the of that of that week but there are some that because of the of the way they are done or, or the way they express express their their the pain they get more into people like more into the faith of people more into the inside of of what people think and there are some others that also into people but not as many of the ones that, that, that have really um, their expression is very very strong like I would say El Gran Poder which is one very very famous Christ Jesus Christ in civil very famous mm -hmm. because of the years that it has also because of the expression of the uh, of that Jesus Christ carrying the, the cross is something that attracts a lot of people, and there are a lot of people have the faith and the and the passion and, and of, of the image. Okay, so so you we're talking so much about Sevilla that we're sometimes forgetting that uh, the Holy Week is uh, really a very wide phenomenon across Spain. Like there's there's Holy Week in other parts, not just Malaga and Sevilla. What would your impressions be from the Holy Week around Spain? I have not experienced. Uh, anything, anything else that is not feel, but I know a little bit of other cities. I know in Toledo there's also very uh, beautiful, and the faith of the people there and the images are also beautiful, as well as Malaga, as you said. Also, I know that in Valladolid it's also very beautiful. I know that in Madrid um, there's also a bit of um, uh, good faith of the people that live in different brotherhoods and therefore go to church every Sunday. And therefore, the day that that brotherhood goes out, they follow it and they, they go out to the streets and watch. But uh, I could not say, like, uh, explain what other, uh, f no faiths, but uh, what other brotherhoods look like in other cities of Spain because I have not experienced it. What I know is that, as mentioned before, there are some that are called pasos, which are the ones that have costaleros under, and there well, and there are others that are called tronos, that are the people that carry from the front and from the back. That's okay. that's all I know. Uh, one 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 question that I had earlier, 
and that I, I didn't get to ask you is, how do you become a brother? Like, do, can you just knock on a door and say, hi, I, I, I want to be a costalero next year? How does it work? Well, to be a brother of a brotherhood and to be a costalero is something totally different. Like, it is not related. Because to be a brother, you're able to be a brother of every single brotherhood, brotherhood of Spain if you want to. But to be a costalero, you have to, in some brotherhoods, you have to be also part of the brotherhood. And in some others, you don't have to. Yes, you're there to help and to, to take the, the different passers out. And this comes, something that we have not explained, um, this costalero uh, part comes uh, from many, many years ago. So um, many, many years ago, these costaleros were people that worked in constructions and were strong people that work in just constructions or moving things from one side to another or in the countryside. And from time to time, the things change. And now the people that are costaleros are people that belong to their brotherhood or are also strong. You also have to be strong, but you don't have to work in the construction or to work in the in the countryside. You can just be like part of that brotherhood and then try to get into this costalero thing and then take part of the of the team of costaleros that right. that is his brotherhood. What's the oldest or who's the oldest person you've known to be a costalero? At what age? Like can someone with seventy five be able to do this? No, like, no. That's what I'm saying. Like like what 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 would be the, the age limit to be able to withhold so much weight? It's something very difficult because when you have a lot of faith and it's that just one time a year that you are under God, basically being the food, the feet of, of God in the planet and your faith and the your emotions inside is something that is incredible. So it is very difficult. Uh, I've been told by people that have already retired that it's extremely difficult to say, this is my last year. But I'll say that people from 40 to 45 years, they start to to think that it's, it's time to, to leave that space for someone that is young. But would age be like the only requirement? Because from, from what I understand, you need to be a certain height, right? Because you're not paired with people of your age, but mm -hmm. rather people of your height. Exactly, yeah. So when you try to go into this uh, team of costaleros, you're only able to go in if the place that uh, it's free is from a person that was your exact height. So in order for you to to start taking part of this team of costaleros, you have to have the same height of the peer, of the person or, or the people that left the year before. So because inside of each, of each paso, there are uh, from seven rows up to nine rows or ten rows depends on the on the length of of each um, of each paso so from it in each row we are five people from the same height and the people that are on the first rows are the highest people and they are all of the same height and when you say the highest people how high is that so for example in my case i'm on the fifth row and I'm not very tall, I'm 1.73. But the people that are on the first row, I reckon that they could be 180, 182. So there is, a, there is a lot of difference between the people that go in the first row and the people that are on the last row. Right, so there's like like two seminary and one seminary and a half <coughs> difference between each each of the rows, right? From what you've said, more, doing the math more, more or, or less. less. More or less. Right, so, so my following question would be, if you are taller than the people on the taller row, you just cannot be a float bear, right? Exactly. Or shorter than the people on the last row. Exactly. So mm -hmm. someone who might be two meters tall or, or over six six feet, yeah. they're just never going to have the chance, right? Yeah, that's completely impossible for someone that is very, very high. It's, it's very difficult for them. Although the people that take part um, or are part of the team of Costaleros of uh, Jesus Christ are normally people that are taller because the weight of these uh, pasos is a lot higher than the weight of the 
of the people, the weight of the of the paso um, with the Virgin Mary, especially because the Virgin Mary paso uh, only has seven rows, no matter the size. Like all of them are right, but the, the weight same. the weight has to be similar, right? Because there's 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 less weight but less people. Exactly. So the well, the weight is is basically the same, basically right? the same, but um, this um, the the pasos uh, with the Jesus Christ are normally higher and also longer and wider. Right. Therefore, so, you, so you're farther away from some from some people on your right or on your left. So I guess the the weight the distribution of weight is different. It's different, yeah. But also the people that carry the Virgin Mary paso, which is known for the Virgin Mary is is known as palio, and for Jesus Christ is known as paso. Okay. So for the paso they need people to be taller because obviously if it's higher the the place where we put our back is also higher but the place where you put your back in a palio is is lower so therefore the people that are lower are the ones that take part in the palio and the people that are higher take part of of the team of costaleros in for the for the Jesus Christ well i have this is so interesting i have so many follow up questions i i just hope i can remember all of them uh, from what you're saying, there's one big question that comes to mind, and that is, what about the women? Like, can 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 they do this? I guess because of the tradition of Seville and also the historic, the history and the history of of the Holy Week of Seville that comes, as I said before, from the people that work in construction, the people from that work um, taking taking the weight on the boxes and everything from the ships because Seville has a has a has a river. And, and all these people also worked in the countryside where actually the people that later on um, carried the, the weight of these floats uh, in the Holy Week. So I guess that because of that tradition has continued to be like that and I don't know why, but there are there are no women that carry 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 weight in as costalero. Okay, but they do participate in the procession, yeah. just not as as exactly. as, as, as costaleros. Mm -hmm. but, uh, but okay, so so my next question would be, what do you like? What do you put in your shoulders or on your back in order to be able to hold that much weight? So there's something called costal, that it doesn't it goes uh, from your head uh, to your back of your head, um, and it's like um, it's difficult to explain, but um, it's like if you fold um, a towel in three parts, and in the middle you put. Um, like a cushion, and then you roll it, and then you put your head inside. It's, it's a little bit difficult to explain, but basically, just to sum it up, um, is clothes that is folded in order to fit around your head and to create like a cushion just where your spine starts, which is where the weight goes. And that's something that you do yourself, like before you yeah. start your practice or the actual day of the procession, yeah. you, you roll it up yourself and, and, and you learn how to put it. Yeah. Because I, I, I understand, from what I understand is that that's very important because if you don't do that right, then you can you can hurt yourself, right? Yeah. Like yeah. there's there's an actual technique. Yeah. Every costalero has their own clothes and before every practice or before the day that we are to go out for procession, um, we help each other to to make ourselves these clothes and to roll the, the clothes. And also to put the clothes correctly on, because it is, as you said, it's very important to put your clothes correctly, because there are there are different processions and different brotherhoods that are, they stay in the street for a longer time. But uh, the, doesn't matter the time, you are uh, carrying a lot of weight. So therefore, you have to do this in the right way and the right manner, in order in order well in order to to don't damage yourself. Right, because the the training that you do is is more like a technique and team team thing. Like you need to learn how to walk together yeah. and how to how to stand up together and all this stuff. But do you have to do any training like yourself? Like do you have to go to the gym? I don't particularly go to the gym because I'm healthy. I do a sport. I play different types of sports, so I'm healthy. But I don't think it's a particular thing or like a necessary thing to to do. Like there are people that are very big and they don't exercise at all during the year. But there are strong people that physically they are strong. They are born like that. Yeah. Right, so I feel like if I had to do that, I would have to go to the gym before. Like I'm, I'm so skinny. 
I, I really think I would have to train, like physically train, to be able to do that. I, I, I'm not strong enough. Yeah. Definitely not strong enough. Of course, depends of of, of the physical of of every of every person. Because of course, if you are very skinny, then you're not going to be able to to last for the whole procession with the amount of weight that you have to hold. And and they, they actually tell that to your face, like like the deputy or whoever's in charge talks really exactly. Hey. Um, you're not strong enough. Like, can they, can they actually tell you that? Well, so basically, all these um, teams of uh, costaleros, they they are, they are created. Uh, they are created like time ago, and then when someone decides to to retire, a new one comes in. But the good thing is that when you go in, like I went in when I was 18, there were people that are, were already older than me. That were the ones that teach me how to walk, how to do my clothes, how to uh, place yourself on the on the on the on the on the place where we put our bags and and everything. So when you go to La Iguala, which is the day be, before, like we train three to four days uh, before the Holy Week, but before that there is something called La Iguala, which is where Every everyone in the team goes, and then the, every costalero is aligned in order to see their heights of their okay. backs. So at that time is when, if there's someone from the year before that is not able to go to that year or has decided to to retire, is your time to go there and see if you have the height of these people that go in your same uh, palo, no, which is every. Every line, every row is called palo. So if you have the height of the pe- of of the people that are already a part of that uh, row, then you are able to go in. And if the capataz is, by the way, the person that makes all the decisions from outside the the paso, so he's the one that guides the paso in the streets, also the one that guides the whole team. He's the, he's the one you see shouting sometimes, right? It's like the manager. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, Capataz has also some people behind him to help and support because, of course, there are some passes that are very long, also very wide, and the, as you mentioned before, the streets of Seville are very, very narrow. So therefore, you need like thousand eyes all the time, you know, the to move the paso in a way that doesn't hit any wall, any street, any any corner, anything. So, but the point that you want to go or take part of into this um, uh, part team of costaleros, the capataz uh, decides whether he wants to integrate you into the team or not. Not only because of the height, but also because of your um, physical or right. So they, appearance. Yeah, they just they just make a judgment call whether or not you're going to be able to do it and. And that's it. Uh, I, I was I was wondering when you were saying this. This is this has to be so tiring. Is it possible in in any way, or do people actually do this? And I mean, do actually people participate in two different processions as costaleros? There are some people that do, but that's that has that's, to be crazy. Like to, yeah. to your back, like yeah, it's not very normal. But there are some people that do it. It's not a normal thing, but there are some people that. Um, are very into this and, and and they think that for their best they have to take this two there are people that do two I know people that do three but normally people do one three wow that's exhausting like if you do two you could do from Sunday to Thursday and, and exactly. you have a couple of days there to, to rest to rest yeah. but, but three that's that's got to be very challenging like you have to be very strong to be able to yeah. do that very strong and also like, uh, like be there like to take the weight because obviously when you are tired, um, what you tend to do is to squeeze down and then take less weight. But yeah, there are people that there, of there has to be a very strong feeling of team when you are there, right? Because like yeah. like like you know that if if you lower your shoulders, the the weight is not going anywhere. You're just you're just putting more weight on on other people's back. Exactly. Which is like well, it's it's, it's a team of, of first of all, it's a brotherhood. Which is the the meaning of this is you help everyone and you 
um, not only help but um, support everyone in your neighborhood. Secondly, you are a team of costaleros which are carrying a lot of weight but are also carrying Jesus Christ or Virgin Maria. Which means that you have to help the people that are surround you, not only because of the weight, but also because of the tiredness. As I mentioned before, there are some um, some brotherhoods that are in are in the street for a very long period of time. Of course, we we have two teams, like within one uh, team of costaleros, there are two teams, and we change every hour, every two hour. So. There are times where you're a bit tired and you have to push yourself up and motivate the people that surround you in order for everyone to push up and keep walking. And there are some moments that just because of the music or the, the, the part of the street or the people that are supporting you from outside, that makes you be motivated and you don't feel the pain or you don't feel the, the nothing. And how do, you, how do you do the change? So... As mentioned before, we are underneath for like an hour. It depends. It depends of of how long your your brotherhoods stay out in the in the street. But sometimes we change like after an hour, after hour and a half. And at that point, the capataz, which is a person that guides, it, um, it tells everyone to stop, and we put the paso down, and then from the back we start going out, and then the people, the fresh people, start going. In again. Yeah, what I was trying to ask is like there's some sort of legs or yeah. something that like when you when you lower down the paso. It's basically like a table. You were like a table and underneath the table, uh, horizontally, you create seven lines, seven rows, and then under that row, you put five people. I guess you have to be very conscious of when you're stopping because if you're, if you're, if you're stopping on a, on a hill that's very steep or whatever, then it's it's going to be harder to 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 lift it up later. Like I'm sure the capataz knows exactly when to make the stops so that it's it's flat and nice, right? For you. Yeah. So also depends on the popularity of these brotherhoods. There are more people that go out to watch these different pasos, and there are times where the amount of people that surround these pasos makes this very very difficult because not only you have to be careful not to put the paso down when there is people around and maybe put this incredible amount of weight on someone's leg or someone's feet or foot. Um, you also have to be careful like not to get into corners or hit the paso against a wall or against a corner or against whatever. And with that amount of people watching and surrounding the paso, sometimes it is very difficult. And normally, paso, uh, the paso walks for, I will say, 50 meters, 100 meters, 10 meters, 5 meters. It depends on how quickly the whole procession moves. So, for example, as explained before, in La Madruga, there are, there are brotherhoods that have many, many um, people and they're uh, with a candle in front or behind. So therefore, the movement of this paso is slower because you have to move. It's not the same to move 100 people than to move 1,000 people. So at this point, then maybe the costaleros uh, lift the paso up, uh, walk 20 minutes, or sorry, twenty meters, and they have to put it down again and do that repetitively, which is what tires us because every time you lift the the, the paso is what is what like the most painful part of the of the of the thing that we do, I'm I'm curious the, the 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 technique to lift the paso is using your knees, right? Yeah. So you you, you lower your knees and then you lift with your knees because I guess if you try lowering your back, you can no. So basically, you go totally vertical um, with the with it's like a stick, thick stick that goes in your between your like your back and your and your neck just where the spine uh, is and that's also where the cushion is so at that point is where you put the stick and the capataz uh, hits a um, hammer uh, three times and on the third hit you jump up mm, okay. so it's jumping 
there are others that do it. Um, they they go up without jumping and very, very slowly. I've seen those. That it's has to be very hard. Very hard because you don't take the weight at once. You start taking the weight little by little and then at the same time you have to straight yourself up to dig it. Yeah, there's even one that they go out of the, the church they're in kneeling, right? What, what, what was that one's name? There's one called um, El Despojado, which is beautiful. It's, um, it's gotta be, it's amazing. Like I've seen, I've never been there actually myself, but I've seen videos of it. It's wow, it's amazing. There are many, well, the main problem here is that the entrance of, of the churches, uh, are some of them are very small and the paso doesn't fit. So doesn't fit in terms of height. So what they have to do is costal, the costalero has to go into their knees and take it out uh, in their knees. That's really impressive. That's something that I have never done, and I think that is extremely painful. Not painful, but very hard. It's got to be. I've, I've, I've been wondering for a long time, uh, ever since we started the podcast, uh, since that you are a very religious man mm. and that you take this very seriously, like you said many, many times, that, that the fact that you know that you're carrying Jesus... It's a very important part of the whole procession. Mm -hmm. uh, could you explain a little bit, uh, if you want to, of course, uh, your faith or what what your faith, what role your faith plays when it comes to living the Holy Week as a costalero? Well, living it as a costalero is, in my point of view, the most uh, powerful way to feel the faith of God, because you are the one that takes God or Jesus Christ in my case or Virgin Mary from their church to the cathedral and back. And on that way, there are people on the streets that when you go through, they pray. So at the same, at the same time that you're praying under Jesus uh, in this paso, you're also making people being able to pray in the streets, especially all these old people that are not able to go to church uh, every Sunday because of the mobility or because of, of the distance. And you are able to show them the face of Jesus Christ of or Virgin Mary to that person at that given point, which is something that is beautiful. I'm sure it is. And and what role does what role do the religious masses play in the Semana Santa? Like you have the Jueves Santo Mass, mm -hmm. and and like there's the processiones, but do does do the actual Mass have any meaning to people in Sevilla? What do you mean by Mass? Like like Misa, ah. like like the actual los oficios. Mm. The um, well, yes, on on Thursday morning there are this something called los oficios, which every church opens and people are able to go inside this church and watch the different pasos there and pray and look and see what dress they have put that, that year and the appearance of that year of that year, the flowers that they have placed on, on Virgin Mary. That happens on, on Thursday, Thursday morning. That's the only point where every single church in Seville opens in order for people to go inside and watch what's different different well, the different religious, historical religious moment. That's the only point. The other times of the day, most of the charges are closed, except the day that they go out to to procession. Okay, what would you recommend someone who's thinking on going to to Sevilla? In terms of, in terms of whatever you want, like say that you've got a friend from the states who's going to come to Spain, and and they say, hey, Alvaro, we're going to go to Sevilla in Holy Week. Are you going to be there? And you're just going to say, hey, I'm going to be there, but I'm going to be a costalero. But you can do this, 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 and that. So, every, I have friends from Madrid that have told me, "Oh, I'm going to to Seville this holy week for a couple of days. What do I have to watch, or what can I do?" Normally, what I tend to do is come with me because I also go with my friends, and it's also more enjoyable to walk around and to watch things with friends than just to do it by yourself. I will, I will say that go out to the street and walk around and see what you found, what you find. Of course, I could say that on Sunday, you could watch La Margura at night, coming back, which is spectacular. On Thursday, well, Thursday night, you can watch um, La, Mad La Madrugada, 
which is also is incredible. Los Panaderos, which is also one that I love a lot. That goes out on, on Wednesday. Mm, I will say, well, there are many. I could say thousands, like Los Estudiantes. Let's, let's do something. Like Given that there are so many that are amazing, why don't you tell us a little bit about yours? Okay. Try try selling us. I, I I understand that there's a lot of things to see and do, but given that you are uh, an expert already, because you've been doing this for for a long time, at your brotherhood, tell us a little bit about your brotherhood. What is its name? So okay, so my brotherhood is is known as El Valle, and uh, it goes out of uh, procession on Thursday, the Good Thursday. It has a lot of brothers. Uh, as mentioned before, it has three pasos. Two of them carry. Jesus Christ, and one of them, the last one, carries Virgin Maria. And it's, it's an historical brotherhood, and now even more because every palio, which is where Virgin Maria is, is carried, has a palio, which the name palio is something that covers the whole paso. Um, it's difficult to explain because you have to, you have to, you have to look at it to understand it. But the palio is basically what covers Virgin Maria um, on the on the paso. No? It's like a roof, let's say. And last year, my procession couldn't put let's call it a roof, um, couldn't put a roof on because it was so old that we had to send it uh, to like a specific place in order for it to be to be repaired because it was extremely old. I think it was the oldest palio in Seville. So last year procession we weren't able to to take Virgin Maria with this roof on and they have repaired it this year and this is going to be the first year we take Virgin Maria with this new well it's actually the same roof but it has been repaired and and cleaned and it looks amazing now. Have you seen it already? I've seen it on, on, on images because I haven't been able to go to Seville in the last three weeks because the house just came out of this um, place where they have repaired it like three or four weeks ago and I haven't been able to watch it but I'm I'm going to Seville this Thursday and the first thing I'm going to do is go and watch it <laughs> you're going to go see your dad and then we'll go watch it or the other way around <laughs> <laughs> we'll see we'll see we'll see <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it has to be very exciting I think one of the most the most fantastic things about the Semana Santa is talking to the people of Sevilla and how they live it because it's you, you guys really really feel it and when you're talking about it you you share that feeling in a way that that makes the person who's listening really vibrate with what you're saying yeah in my case it's something that i've lived for for my whole life like since i was very young um, I'm very i'm very lucky to be inside of this and also to have been experienced this this different well this holy week from a different perspective well, I thank you so much for sharing your experience with us because I've learned a lot. I'm sure that people listening have learned uh, as much as I have because it's been very interesting. Is there any last thing you'd like to say to the people listening no, to you? Uh, thank you very much, everyone, for listening and also uh, go to Seville to, to enjoy this Holy Week in Seville because it's something that you people are going to to enjoy it a lot and also it's going to, to touch their feelings and they are going to to think that this is incredible. Viva Sevilla. Viva.